everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast, the podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me, as always, the one and only, the talented Amy Thomason. Amy, it's July. It's hot out. How are you doing this fine day? Well, since we're talking about the 70s, I've got some disco fever. Oh, it's so I'm hot. I'm ready it's to go so back. I'm ready floor. to rock it back in the city. All right. Yes. Um, it's, uh, in case you were unaware, this week in our, the continuing saga of America F. Yeah, the series we are doing to commemorate all that is American, we are talking about the 2013 Best Picture nominee. American Hustle, for your reconsideration, a film that is very near and dear to Miss Amy Thomason. It is on your top 100. It is one of it the is. last films, is the most recent film, like one, one of two most re- recent films, both from 2013, to be put three, onto the actually, list. and I didn't realize it. There are three movies from that year, and they're Ooh. the most recent films on the list. And so, yeah. I guess the question is how excited are you to talk about this movie i've been waiting for this moment since i saw the movie in the theaters it's yes i do love it very much i picture the i picture the um the thought process like saw this you saw this movie and like one day i'm gonna annoy the crap out of a host of an oscar podcast so much he's gonna (laughs) let me come on and become the co-host and we're gonna talk about american hustle and it's a, yes. a very long, very long con you got going on. Irving Rosenfeld would be very proud of you. It would I because I start from the, I go from the feet up. You go from the feet. What does that mean exactly? It's it's such Louis Louis C.K. says, "What does that even mean?" I'm, like, I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> I, I I think I get it. It sounds cool, but does it is? Have you ever heard that before outside of this movie? I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Do you but use I it all the time like- now? Of course, that in the expression science oven for a microwave. I, I, I definitely call it a science oven. It's like a J-Law, that's, that's science oven, a, a great term for a microwave. I use it all the time. So uh, you, saw, you saw the film in 2013. Yes. Fell in love with it. Own the DVD. DVD. And the it Blu-ray. is one of the movies, not the, we don't have a Blu-ray player. Oh, good boy. All right, we, okay. um, I know. We're, we're plebeians down here, but um, it's it's on the list of, I put it on, like, if I have to fold laundry or whatever in the living room, and my husband walks through and says, really? You're watching this movie again? I mean, it's a good movie, but again, Aren't this coming other movies from a man, you haven't seen? but this coming from a man who watched uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, like, three times in a weekend, so. That is a tough, really... For just because three times, that's three a tough times. movie to watch. And for our fifth anniversary, I got him the complete recording of the original Broadway cast doing the entire play, and we used to listen to it in the car like constantly. So we used to quote it to each other because that's the kind of couple we are. <laughs> so adorable, but yes, okay. love. All right. so, so, love. So so this wants. is yeah. So this is your this is kind of your thrown in the background. Your maybe your sick day movie. Oh, you, you just yeah. you just you, you stop drop you watch it it's my my kids are out of the house the husband's gone sit and i just get taken away yeah. 
Now, uh, Amy, I do have to admit that I have given you crap about this film because uh, it makes for it makes for good television, uh, as it were. I, I saw it. I saw. I've seen this movie once, and uh, it was. It came and went. I'm like, okay, that was that was a movie. Fine. Uh, perhaps I was a little harsh on it, and I never. What I want to say, I want to apologize because I, I don't want to diminish your love of this movie, because when you find a movie you love, whatever movie that is, and I have loved terrible films, just horrible, horrible movies that are just not good, not nearly as not nearly as well made as American Hustle. That is to be commemorated and is to be cherished. Are you wrong? Maybe, but that but. Don't do not let my lack of enthusiasm or whatever enthusiasm I have for this movie take away mean that I am disrespecting you and your love because when you love a movie that is something special and that is what I love about this podcast is that you can we can look back and we can say that you know what sometimes we just love these films and I don't care it, it's like yeah. you you could you love a movie the Academy loves a movie we might love something else but you know what. It's. I think. I think everything comes from from love when you're making movies, when you're watching movies, and when you discover a thing, a film that is yours. You, you hold on to it, and I also appreciate appreciate your stubbornness in just like I think we always break stuff because <laughs> you really love talking about it, and I am I am looking forward to discussing this yeah. film with you. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. But first, we got to do a little bit of housekeeping. Talk about the Academy Awards that American Hustle was nominated for at the 86th annual show back in 2014. So stick around. So the fighter obviously won you an Oscar, uh, which was a tremendous achievement. What would it mean for you to have another kind of award like that at this point in your career? Oh, of course, it'd be wonderful. I'm human, you know what I mean? I love it when other human beings give me a pat on the back and say they appreciate uh, my work. Um, you know, that being said, look, it's, it's kind of a funny thing to think that, you know, there can be an absolute best actor, you know, it's not like this is a hundred meter dash where you cross the line first, it's all opinion. What if it's a movie like Batman that's the one that people remember 10 years down the line? Great, good. American Hustle received 10, yes, 10 Academy Award nominations at the 86th annual show. We have discussed the Best Picture winner 12 Years a Slave, uh, two weeks ago or so, which honestly, let's admit, was really just the, the gateway to allow us to talk to American Hustle, if we were being completely frank with the audience. Uh, it is one of, the, one of the most nominated films in Academy history to also walk away with nothing. It, uh, it did not win a single, single award, uh, putting it up with, I think, uh, True Grit... The color, the color purple. Uh, yeah, I picked up a lot of turning point, yeah. and uh, at, at least at least one other thing. Uh, so it was, uh, but it did what it was nominated for. People stood at attention because it got pretty much all of the big ones, best picture, and then let's just let's just rattle it down from the top. What else was best there? performance? Uh, for a leading actor, Christian Bale. Uh, best actress for my girl, Amy Adams. Best performance for supporting actor, Bradley Cooper. Best performance by a supporting actress, Jennifer Lawrence. Best costume design. Best directing, 
best film editing, best production design, and best original screenplay. That's if you have to pick the Academy Awards that that are the that mean something, that are the that are the hundred yard dash at the Olympics as opposed to the the uh, competitive walking. Like those are really kind of it, you know. Costume design, production design. You go, yeah, sure, whatever. But editing, screenplay, all the acting, director, picture. This was primed and poised to be a huge, critical, and awards-laden darling, and it yet it lost everything. Uh, very strange. David O. Russell lost to Alfonso Cuarón. Amy uh, Amy Adams lost to Kate Blanchett. Christian. Bale, uh, who won that year? It was Matthew McConaughey for. Oh yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, of course, Matthew McConaughey. You know, for another, for Matthew McConaughey lost a lot of weight. Christian Bale gained a lot of weight for this film. It was. Uh, Bradley Cooper lost to Jared Leto, also for Dallas Buyers Club. That's true. That's true. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who had won the previous year for uh, Best Actress for another David O. Russell uh, movie, Silver Linings Playbook, would also lose. To who the was lovely it? Lupita Nyong'o, of course, or of course, and uh, consequently, the previous year with Silver Linings Playbook, it was also uh, all four the garnered four Academy Award nominations for the like the main cast in there, which is a feat that I think has never been done before. When you get a director directing two back-to-back Best Picture nominees that also He's feature good. all acting. Actors love to work with. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust that because there's this uh, famous vi- uh, video of David O. Russell, the director, freaking out at Lily Tomlin on the set of a very underappreciated movie called I Heart Huckabees. Oh, I and heard that. Tomlin is, yeah, Tomlin is furious and upset and doesn't know what Russell wants, and. I am still not entirely sure what Russell wants. He is uh, he is very much an actor's director. Uh, of all the many directors we've talked about, he is a guy who basically lets the actors run wild. Most of a lot of this movie was very famously improv. There's like an entire argument between Christian Bale, Christian Bale, and Jennifer Lawrence that is just off the cuff. Makes it work. But, uh, you know, so you can see why McConaughey has come back. Jennifer Lawrence is like the Robert De Niro to Scorsese in the 70s or Leo to Scorsese in the, in the 2000s. It's like, like kind of a muse. Kind of, he, he wrote the movie Joy for Jennifer Lawrence. I would stuff. also say he also is a big fan of Bale and Adams because he, they were both in The Fighter. Yes, and both yeah, yeah, nominated yeah. for Academy Awards for that film. And Christian Bale won. So he definitely knows his actors to work with. Right. And the he actors... also likes Robert De Niro. He's used Robert De Niro in three recent films. So Right. Yeah, it's it, it's it's he had this he's had, he's had this run. He had uh, The Fighter, Silver Linings Playbook, and American Hustle came I think within four like I think it was like four or five years of each other that just were gargantuan they were you just could not stop these movies so like you know he, and he was known as a director who was not prolific he had uh the great movie three kings which uh one of my favorite movies in the 90s with uh mark Wahlberg, ice ice cube 
and George Clooney just uh, being a great a great look at the uh, the first Iraq War before we even gotten ba- back into it. He had I Heart Huckabees, this uh, underseen movie called Spanking the Monkey. Then he kind of cooled off, but then he came back with a fighter, and it's like. It was a transformation kind of like David Lean before... Blonde Sophia. Um, yeah. No, uh, before Bridge on the Bridge River, on the River Bridge on the River Kwai and afterwards, because yeah, before David Lean, he was making making films. Very making British. Small, smaller things, very British, great expectations. He made, uh, uh, he made Oliver yeah. Twist, things like that. Solid films. Then he found this thing that works for him, that got him money and fame and attention and more work and he's like well all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna run with this some of the greatest fucking movies ever made there i said it i mean we do all i mean on oscar watch we do always have to mention lawrence of arabia and peter o'toole at least once an episode i think if i had a contract we would put that into yours but you know but you can't deny it. I mean, the movies are gold standards. Like, come on. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the best, some of the best films we we have reviewed on this show. We have reviewed a lot of fucking movies on this show. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so David O. Russell has found his found his calling. He uh, would bring back. I think most of these he brought back Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, and Bradley Cooper for Joy. The uh, somewhat true story of Joy Mangold, which was which was eh, disappointing. I. He likes, I think he wants Jennifer Lawrence, honestly, to be just a bit older than she is. Because she's still, I think she still can't rent a car or something. She's she's playing all these That's, that was my drawback with this film, but we'll talk about that later. We will. uh, We will, we will talk about that. If you would like to hear more about the Academy Awards that year, and trust me, we'll keep coming back to this year over and over again. There are a lot of films uh, to discuss, and certainly our film next week. Another one of that, but we'll save that for the end. You can listen to our episode on 12 Years a Slave. We get into it a little bit. Again, there's a lot of stuff happening that year. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of great movies that were not even nominated, like my best and like my favorite movie, which we will get to uh, many, many moons down the road. But for now, we are not here to discuss any of them. Amy is here to monologue for <laughs> roughly, I would say, an hour and a half about the merits of American Hustle, and I will try and keep up, so stay tuned. I'm talking about I'm speaking of it. I'm trying to do whatever I want. Oh! Another fire! No, Danny, not that one. That one's empty. We gotta use the big one. I told you not to put metal in the science oven. What'd you do that for? Don't make such a big deal. Just get another one. I don't want another one. I want the one that Carmine gave me. Oh, Carmine. I want the one that Carmine gave me. Carmine, Carmine. Why don't you just marry Carmine? Get a little gold microwave and put it on a chain around your neck. You want to be more like Carmine? Why don't you build something like he does? Instead of all your empty deals, it's just like your fucking science oven. You know, I read that it takes all of the nutrition out of our food. It's empty, just like your deals. Empty, empty. It's not bullshit. I read it in an article. Look, by Paul Berdour. Bring something into this house that's gonna take all the nutrition out of our food and then light our house on fire? Thank God for me. Amy, for those who have forgotten or never saw, what is the plot to American Hustle? Caveat, 
you cannot say that it's a retelling of the ad scam scandal of the 70s. Uh, I was just going to say a con man and his mistress need to show an FBI agent how to go undercover and get four other con artists in order to get out of going to prison. Solid. Solid and fair. Solid and fair. The, uh, oh, I got to do this. The film is directed by David O. Russell. It stars Kirk Bale, Bradley Cooper. Jennifer Lawrence, Amy Adams, Robert De Niro, Lucy Kay's in there. Jeremy uh, Renner. Jeremy Renner shows up. Uh, a whole bunch of people. Written by David O. Russell and what's his face? The other guy. Mm. Written by David and Eric Warren Singer, based on the aforementioned Abscam scandal of the 1970s, of which the title card and I will give you this at the beginning says some of it happened. Which, which is such a great way to open a movie. I do, I do, I do enjoy that because it, it automatically sets you up for uh, unreliable narration, and that's and that's and that's the joy of a con movie. And at the at the heart, this is a this is a con movie. It's called American Hustle. Like you know that somebody's getting uh, getting getting a once over at some point in this film. So uh, let's begin at the beginning. First three minutes. Let's go, Amy. What about, what does the first three minutes tell us about this movie? It tells us that we're going to be in the middle of something big. It starts off in such a great way. It starts off in the middle of things. The great Christian Bale doing his elaborate comb over and he's gluing hair on his head. And another thing, it also sets off a kick-ass soundtrack. So wonderful. Opens with Duke Ellington, then goes into A Horse with No Name, then goes into the song Dirty Work by Steely Dan. So beautiful. It flows so, so well. And they're arguing, and Bradley Cooper and Amy Adams and Christian Bale are arguing with each other. Then they set it up. Things do not go well. Then it backs up and starts kind of from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. We get, a, we, get, we, we get a scene in media res of Cooper, Bale, and Amy Adams conducting a sting operation of sorts on a uh, on Jeremy Renner's character, and then we, we, we back it up from there. I say the first three minutes because, and a lot of my, I think a lot of what I have to say will be kind of just what you said for our last movie. The first three minutes were fine. They were they were okay, you know. I I did enjoy. Uh, I I do always enjoy when they when a movie just drops you when a movie just drops you in the middle of things. Uh, I I like that. You were able to you were able to keep up going. Okay, that's something's going on here, and we'll and we'll see. And uh, I the, the one my my favorite scene in the movie I think is Christian Bale putting on his toupee because it's this, you have Christian Bale who's this uh, very handsome man. Oh, Very, he's a god. Oh, he's, he's yeah, but 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 god. here he's here so they, they do so much to make him just not handsome. He's got this he's got this sagging face. He's got this this toupee, and he's he's putting it on there because oh, you know because he's you know because what because what no what he's doing and, and and what and what I what I do what I do appreciate about this you think I mean is that he's 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 making himself he's inventing himself he's 
Which is like, the, really the theme of the entire movie. It's not just, it's so much more than just a con movie. It's about re people who want to reinvent themselves. Amy Adams, when her character is introduced and in her voiceover, she says, I wanted to be anybody else but who I was. But who I was, yes. And, that, and I think for the most part, that is actually effective in this. I, uh, I walked in, I tried to rid myself of the uh, just years of backlash against this movie, which, of which I was a part. And walked away, and you know what? I enjoyed it. Did I, lo did I love it? No, nah, I mean, maybe not. But I enjoyed it. Because it was the focus on more than just being a con movie. Like, The Sting, which we saw, and I just did not like, was felt like just basically a con movie. It, that movie is so forgettable. And this actually features... I disagree essentially, with that, essentially but it the is same, just a con. Yeah, but it's it features essentially the exact same con as uh, as as in this movie. They just they just I think they maybe you know uh, focus on it a bit more. Uh, so to to assuage, I enjoyed it. The more I think about it, the more I go, okay, there is it is more than just the base level surface accusation of it's nothing but. 70s hair, 70s clothes, and a kick-ass soundtrack. So, I'm sh actually kind of shocked to hear you say to to say all that because yeah. it is so much more than that. It isn't just I'm not, about yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that those the are not... The relationships between yeah. the characters are so much deeper. It's not just... The thing that makes this movie... What I thought, one of the 800 things that I loved about this movie is that there's not a good guy and a bad guy. In The Sting, you have the two handsome guys. These are the good guys. This guy's the bad guy. That's it. They mm -hmm. do the con. That's the end of the movie. This is the characters are really sitting and reflecting and all of the relationships are constantly shifting like a kaleidoscope. And I think that that's one of the other things that made the movie almost suspenseful is because you don't know, okay, is she playing him right now? But now I think she really likes... And that, I think, is is what makes this movie a great movie as opposed to The Sting, which is highly entertaining but it's very surface level it's very surface level now it's there there is stuff happening the, the more i think about it, it you know it's about stuff but that doesn't stop the movie from trying really really hard to uh focus on anything but the important things uh they say people call this uh it's a bunch of razzle dazzle and it's i i got to admit that the the costuming and the production design threaten to overwhelm what is actually a pretty fun caper with characters who are interesting, but they they focus so much on, say, Bradley Cooper's uh, hair, hair that weird suit he uh, his hair especially the suit he wears. Everything the women wear are is uh, meant is like this. Okay, we're in the seventies, and we are sexing these ladies up. Not but that I Amy, think not that Amy Adams and that, J. Law. But it that. makes sense for the characters to dress that way. It kind of makes sense for the characters. But she's a character. Her whole thing is she's basically trash oh, she's from so New trash. Mexico. She's so oh my god! And so, so then stop. Oh, but no, sorry, sorry, J. Law, J. Law. Amy Adams, great. Sorry, Continue. Amy Adams. Amy Adams, is sorry. But she wants to be sophisticated. So where does she work? She works at Cosmopolitan Magazine. Well, guess what? If you work at Cosmopolitan Magazine and you notice the transformation when she first walks in and she's got her little button up and her little cardigan. Oh, God, I'm sorry. And I have to say it. 
pardon the vulgarity, when the woman says, so we're doing an article on conolingus. What do you think of that? And she's like, I like it. And I was, that always makes me laugh. And so, but she changes. And then as she, as she's there longer, you see her wearing more stylish clothes. And so it would, yes, she obviously is not wearing a bra for most of this movie, which uh, I didn't hear any men complaining about. Nobody's going to complain about Amy Adams wearing she, a plunging neckline, a severely plunging neckline. But it makes sense. In the whole movie, she's trying to play a character. So no, she's not going to wear normal mom outfits because that's not the character that she wants to be. She wants to be sophisticated. That's why she listens to Duke Ellington. It's not because she's always liked it, but she's trying to create herself. Yeah. So that's why she's dressing that way. Irving, same thing. He dresses very, very flashy. He doesn't dress like Jeremy Renner, who wears a quote-unquote normal 70s suit because he's a family man, he's respectable, he's very toned down. But yeah, Irving wants to be very sophisticated too, so he's wearing the velvet and stuff like that. So I, it bothers me when people say that because it's all for a purpose. It right. all fits in with the characters. Yeah. And when Jennifer Lawrence is hanging around her house, yeah, she's just kind of wearing these oversized things and she does her hair she's the only character i think was miscast i think she is way too fresh-faced and she looks like she's about 21 which possibly at the time I think she, she might have been. been 21 but she's supposed to be a depressive alcoholic who's under the sun and she's way too fresh-faced for a woman to have had like a eight-year-old kid yeah she's um, about eight years she's... old I will, I, I will, will agree on the miscast, but. And to have been, yeah, but I think, I think all the costuming was appropriate and it's like, it's flashy, but that's the image, the specific image that the characters were trying to be. If these were just normal housewife, realistic living in the suburbs, then yeah, it would be a little bit too much, but she works for Cosmopolitan. She has taste. Mm -hmm. There's flashy, which this is, it's flashy. And there's drawing so much attention to it as the filmmaker like the, the flashiness works for the characters but that doesn't mean david o russell has to focus on it one of the, uh you were not a fan of the like any of the production design in lincoln as i recall it was fine yeah and the, you know this, i felt yeah. like i had seen it all before and though. this and this i felt like this was this was fine too but what what worked about lincoln is that none of the none of the set dressing or the costumes overpowered the narrative that was going on this i felt at times that i was being overpowered by the the images and not the and not the story and not the performances because the performances totally were also the performances you. were also trying to overpower not just me the audience but each other I thought J Law is a uh, she's a great actress. I will defend J Law. I don't get why people are so down on J Law. She's like very good, but here, she's you're right. She's absolutely miscast, and she, I think the only direction they have is do it better than the other guy. So everyone is trying to one up each other here in terms of they're they're overacting, they're outacting one another, and it. At times, like especially with Bradley Cooper, I think Bradley Cooper, I think like I think he, like I think he may have actually done some coke before I he did this. I he 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 got he got very he was very very distracting. I like I get his character; he's this basically near sociopathic FBI agent. But like when it was when it was him, 
I just I kind of stepped away from the film a lot. I'm like I Bradley Cooper, like whoever you're interacting with, it's I'm more interested in how the other people are going to react than than you just like okay, my job is faster, more energy. It's like I'm in a George Lucas movie, just like let's go. All right, and I'm crazy. We're gonna talk about screwing each other, and and uh, it's it's distra- it's distracting. The only person I feel who is acting not for the sake of and he's not mugging for the camera is Can Amy Adams. Amy Adams. I thought you were going to say Jeremy Renner. No, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking of, um, of, of, the, of, four, of, of, of the, the main four. Jeremy Renner is like we'll get to him. I love Jeremy in this movie. He's great. He's. I had never <laughs> seen him in a movie before, but I was like, "Who is this guy?" Because he is awesome. Yeah, and you know what? I think the Avengers movies would have made so much more money if he kept that hair the entire time because it's amazing. But uh, back to Amy Adams. She's the only one who is in my opinion, acting as a character and not acting as a as an actor. She's embracing the she's embracing the character and not the fact that I have this cool playground with this awesome clothes and this dope hair. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna she's she's going for the safe double to advance to advance the runner while everybody else is like, I'm gonna knock this shit out of the park. I'm gonna swing as hard as I can at every single pitch I am given from every single corner and that's what that's why like i i understand when the actors are when actors are given free reign they get all the nominations because actors like like you may think oh actors are just they're just pretending there's so much more to it there's so much more to it these these guys they they get into the characters and that's why they get nominated that's why all four of them got nominated for best acting or best supporting acting in this movie but if like if if like push came to shove and I had to pick one, Amy Adams gets 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 nominated for this one over the, over the others. I'm glad the other the the other guys did get nominated. I'm glad Christian Bale was nominated. Christian, Christian Bale is very good. Christian Bale throws himself into every role that he's in. He does. I it's showed expected. this movie to my parents, and my mom doesn't know who Christian Bale. You know what I mean? She's right. not like, oh, that's the kid who was in Empire of the Sun and Newsies, and every, you know what I mean? She just watched the movie. I showed her a picture of what he looks like in real life, and she was shocked. Yeah, because she was like, "What?" I'm like, "She's like, he's very handsome." I said, "I know," and by the way, he's Welsh. I always forget that. He's Welsh. Yeah, he's got that weird accent. But he completely disappeared in that character. And the thing that I loved about it, honestly, is they all look like they are having the greatest time. Oh yeah, they look like they are and. That made it really enjoyable to watch. Is they just looked like they were having the best time, like so much fun. They are, and that's why people keep coming back to David O. Russell. They're having fun. They're having fun. They and it's a it's a fun that is infectious. Did I enjoy this movie? Yes. Did I have a fun? Was it a fun ride? Yes. Did I laugh as much as I think people wanted me to laugh? No, I think I laughed at everything Jennifer Lawrence did because she's uh, an absurd caricature of a person. I wanted to throttle her, but I will admit when she says "science oven, don't put metal in it," I don't. I, I do what I want, and then she blow, she blows the, the microwave up. The I'm like, you know what? That's pretty food. funny. Not true, by the way. I believe that is not true. It does affect the chemical process. It does not take all the nutrients out of out of there. There was a lawsuit based on that, where the guy who wrote the book said, no, I didn't actually say that. But 
she's trying too hard. She's trying too hard, and sometimes it works. And I, I think really the fault is she. You're right. She is miscast. I get why. And I think she's great. She was great in Silver Linings Playbook. She should have been nominated for supporting actress. She She was not the lead in that movie. And it also really bothers me that Bradley Cooper didn't win. You know what I mean? Like, if anyone's going to win an acting award for that movie, it really should have been him and then her as a supporting actress. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley Cooper is... And I never thought he was good. I had seen him on, like, Nip Tuck, where he played this um, soap opera actor. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I never saw it. But he played this very vain, kind of over-the-top soap opera actor. And then I saw him in the Hangover movies where he just kind of played, like, the frat boy guy. And then... Convinced he played himself. Yeah, (laughs) and then I saw Silver Linings Playbook, and I loved it. And then I found out he has, like, an MFA and, like, went to the actor's studio. and. I'm like that. And his, like, MFA role was the Elephant Man. And then I was like... So he's he's trained. He's not just a Hollywood pretty boy. Like when I find out that famous pretty guys are also like specifically trained and like read plays and stuff, that really made me respect him a lot. Right. But in yeah, this, you know, I guess, yeah, us us pretty people, we can have talents beyond just being extremely good looking. I'm just yeah. I'm throwing that out there. You haven't seen me, folks, but trust me, it's <laughs> very nice. It's very nice. But, um, and Amy Adams also, she's so, let's yeah. face it, the woman's a goddess. She's so beautiful. Five-time Academy Award nominee. And she doesn't need to be, and she's one of those actresses that she's so beautiful, she doesn't need to be as talented as she is. Like, she could just kind of get away with being, like, the pretty ingenue in, like, a romantic comedy. But even in, you know, Doubt, where she plays that nun, and you only see a little bit of her face, she's still so beautiful. And that's one of my favorite roles that she's ever done. Oh, You've seen Doubt, correct? I've, I've seen Doubt. Doubt when is, she's I've... arguing, and she's like, I like Frosty the Snowman. That's my favorite line. It always makes me laugh. Yeah. It's, it's a testament to how good Amy Adams is when she is actually the, the like, the not the best actress in the movie. That is only because... But she's so good, but then you have Marilyn Davis, Meryl Streep, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. You're like, well, if I had to pick the fourth one, like Amy Adams is kind of just kind of the fourth wheel on that. Uh, on it the, on is. The, it's, but she's she's she's, she's she's very good. She is long overdue for an Oscar. She's in. Oh, long I overdue. She's she, the one for this. That saying, I, 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 I loved that. Blue Jasmine. I yeah, loved Blue I have, Jasmine. I, I haven't seen it. That that's the other one on the Amy Thompson Top 100, isn't it? It is indeed. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. I, I read your notes. So I, I but, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> she's just amazing. And if she had won for American Hustle, I think she totally would have deserved it. Right. I was, uh, I was, I, my favorite role of hers is actually in Arrival. You have to do a lot. With, alongside Jeremy Renner, by the way, who, again, needs that hair in all of his movies. Yep. Yeah. The movie is, loosely outlined what do you make of the improv from all the actors going through the scene in here i didn't know it was improv i mean not all of it but certainly like, this certainly is all of- news to me i had not a clue okay it really seems one of the things that uh i've heard said from people i know at least about 
David O. Russell is that he's a lot like Martin Scorsese. He directs in the same kind of manner as Martin Scorsese. Sure. But, I, can, I can see but, that. This um, is, uh, yeah, the soundtrack, the acting, the fact that he co-wrote the movie, you know what I mean? It seems, I don't know, it seems very Martin Scorsese-ish to me, which, of course, he's Martin Scorsese. Right. I really didn't have a problem with the acting. I thought it was great. I think the movie is funny. I think it's crazy entertaining. Yeah. And yet, and yet there's also really touching moments, but it's not just funny or whatever. For me, I don't think the costumes, I feel like everything all worked together. I don't think there was one thing that overshadowed another. I really liked the story. I liked the relationships between the characters. I liked that there's not really a bad guy. You're not, you're not really rooting for them to con Jeremy Renner because you like Jeremy Renner so much. I like Jeremy, Jeremy Renner so much. And I like that Irving you know what I'm saying? likes Jeremy Renner and so Irving, much. And Irving really like, like loves him. And the scenes that I liked were so subtle when we're going to bring up the science oven. When Jeremy Renner's Ooh. like, oh, I have this microwave oven. It's, it's like high tech and science. And just Christian Bale is like, you got this for me. Right. And it's and not, it's, so not a, it's not a con. It's not, he's not trying it's not to he's just like, yeah, cause so, you're my friend. And he's like, cause you're my friend. And it's, it's just such a sweet moment and it's not them going crazy and overacting or whatever, but it's just that quiet moment of like, Oh my gosh. And so when his, when his wife destroys it, it's not just, Oh, she's batshit crazy and put metal in a microwave. <laughs> but She's like, fine, like, get another one. He's like, I don't want another one. I want the one that he gave me. I want Carmine. Me. I want Carmine's. He gave so that it's to me. Not, so if anybody reduces it just to a sting movie or movie about cons, it's not because it's so much more than that. It's you're not you're rooting for them because you like them. But at the same time, you like the you really like and respect the guy that they're trying to con. Right, who's right. not who's and not actually a bad guy who's who's, who's doing not. who's he was like kind of doing guy. it's like the wrong thing for the very right reasons. He's, he's you know like you know, maybe he's he's yeah, from he's New Jersey that I feel protective <laughs> of him, yeah. Carmine Polito. Yeah, I do. I just, I just I'm, I'm I don't know the, the entire history, but I feel like because of this, that's why we get Donald Trump coming in and taking care of Atlantic City and building all this stuff. I'm like, oh man, is, is this is this another reason why? Uh, but uh, but anyways, it, no, yeah, but yeah, Jer- Jer- Jeremy Renner's he's he's a he's a great guy. But no, uh, what what I was talking about the um, is that at some point the relationships have to be put like somewhat pushed aside for the sake of the con and um, David O. Russell's nature, his directing style, where he in- encourages the actors to be more improv-y, like kind of like a, in a in a modern day comedy. It it really works when you have a simple plot like silver linings playbook i will admit i love the character interaction there because it's always focused on the character they got this thing like, yeah it's it's ultimately it's about a boy and girl say you know fixing each other through a dance competition easy this is such a, a great movie and i went into that is. thinking i wasn't gonna like it because i I'd it, heard I like about it more and more like, i think about it it's really good. Cooper's breakdown over uh, over Hemingway. It's just fabulous. We, we, it's something we've I've that. done. It's something I've done myself. <laughs> yeah. About Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, but no. here, yeah, but here, because con movies, there is a tightness that they need because you know they're 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 very plot heavy, and this 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 does come down to it, like there there is there is a con happening. 
the improv nature, it makes it a little, you feel the tension. I always feel it kind of, I feel it felt it diffuse. And I definitely felt that the editing nomination, while, uh, while very warranted because to take all of this, all of this, all of this acting, all of these lines and to cobble it together into a movie that is as entertaining as American Hustle is warranted. It it does feel long. At some point, I I had about had about a half hour left, and was like, "Are we there yet?" I get it. We're doing this. Let's just get on with this. And I mean, no disrespect, but I definitely felt I felt the time. I felt the time in a way I didn't. I never felt the time with Lincoln. I I, which is a you know a very well made movie. It's kind of like it's about a bunch of people conning other people sort of for the greater good. Uh, and I think there are some parallels in terms of how it's produced and you know production design, but I this movie this movie dragged. This movie dragged at some point. And I and I hate saying that because it's there's so much energy here in the acting, in the editing, in the musical choices, which are more hit than miss, but there are certainly a lot of misses in there. Uh, that it it, wow. it 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 drives me out. There's, Give me an example, please. Uh, a hit, a, a hit of the great the great time between uh, when it the music works with the the images is right after Cooper learns that he's been conned by uh, by Irving and uh, and Sydney, which and, was a great little plot twist, by the way. Yeah, it was it was it was it was almost an an, an afterthought, but you know, because at the at the at the time I had to, when I saw it again, I was like, oh right, they're conning him right now. They got they're because we we have the unreliable narrator. They're saying that this guy Alphonse Simone is actually the the lawyer when he's not actually the lawyer, and they they steal the money right out from under the FBI's nose. It's very cool, but there's the um, one hundred five three eight. Uh, by the civ- civ- yeah, yeah by, by ELO uh, and like well, you use the ELO that's great uh, that was that was that that, kid, that was the closest to a Scorsese movie and music marriage like uh, anytime he uses Kimmy Shelter and the Stones basically all or good- Donovan's uh, Atlantis during the beating of Billy Bats and Goodfellas and Goodfellas yes or Layla when they're showing all the dead bodies of the guys that they killed at the Lufthansa yeah, heist. Yeah, those just <laughs> just off the top yeah, of my head. You, yeah, you just have, you just have to say that. But the rest of the time, I felt like he was using the '70s music as a way to hide like under undercooked story and filmmaking. Because I because outside outside of the outside of the ELO, I I'm trying to think of what musical moment in American Hustle is going to stand like Layla. Like when they Jimmy had Shelter. dirty work when they're walking to the suite during the credits of the movie? Really? That didn't hit you? That totally hit me. Yellow Brick Road when they're all walking uh, into the club for the Atlantic City party. That hit White Rabbit when because they're that's all... with the Arab guy. I, 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 enjoy, I, I was listening to that music the, the the white rabbit more than I was paying attention to the movie at that point I was going oh, like wait is this white, is this a white rabbit oh okay okay it actually it was actually too it was too good a song for the moment happening on the moment happening and the and 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 that was like this is when things are coming to a head 
I think this is when uh, J-Law and Amy Adams finally are, are meeting up. Was it? They're and, looking at each other for the first time. Looking at each other the first time, which, which like, was which supposed to be this great are. thing. And I was like, mm, okay, they're like, okay, we're finally, we're finally bringing, bringing them all together. And uh, you know, music tries. And I, I like the music as, as it is. And it doesn't, it didn't add anything to the movie for me, for me, overall, overall. Uh, but I mean, it's a great, like, I would get this soundtrack and I would pop it in and be like, this is some, this is some solid 70s stuff going. And you got Duke Ellington as well playing. And Duke Ellington's really great. You can't go wrong with Electric Light Orchestra. If you will recall, the song Living Thing plays during the final credits of Boogie Nights. Well, I mean, seventies. You gotta, you gotta do ELO. You got. I think you're contractually required to put ELO in your movie. I did, and by the way, I was listening to the soundtrack in my kitchen as I was cleaning up the dishes last night. Yeah, and and just, a, just I a, might have been getting my groove on nice. while I was doing the dishes. And just as an aside, I think Mr. Blue Sky to the Eternal Sunshine trailer is one of the best uses of music and trailer in in history. But that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that. Much later on. Much later on. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, what else? What else you got? This is this is your baby. What else you want to talk about here? We got some time. But you know, you you keep bringing it back to Lincoln. Lincoln to me seems like going. Have you ever been to Disney World and gone to the Hall of American Presidents? I've never been. To that is what it's like. It looks like we're a bunch of actors and we're going to put on period costumes and we're going to use a whole bunch of 1800s jargon. It's just. That's this, what the movie the, this, this, this felt like we're a bunch of actors. We're going to put on '70s period clothing, and we're going to talk. And we're going to talk about though, it. how subjective it is. It, that's what makes and it great. That's what makes these so conversations great. Think, but um, I love I'm not looking. agreeing on a movie or agreeing somewhat, but not but not the rest. Like the I, I will admit, audience, when we agree on a movie, isn't it kind of boring? Don't Probably. you miss that? Don't don't you miss this? this like when we dumped all over. Um, how green was my valley? Oh yeah, uh, but you know, I, I I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that immensely. Do Irving and Sydney deserve their happy ending? I think they do because I think they stayed true to themselves. I do genuinely think she was getting feelings for Bradley Cooper. Do you agree with that? A little bit, a little bit, but at the, the but but then I always remember Bradley Cooper. I'm like, how can you possibly get into this? But and there were some hot scenes between those two, though. That's all I'm going to say. They're, they're two very hot so scenes They're so very with attractive. Good Lord, they're pretty people. Uh, yeah, yes, ridiculous. And I think it says a lot about Christian Bale that even though in this movie he's got man boobs and a big gut and a comb over, there's still something very charming and attractive about him. And it's like Christian Bale... Really? Yeah, he's got the he's got confidence. He's got in. He's got charm. And as Amy Adams says, you know, he wasn't in the best of shape, but he had. Shall we say that je ne sais quoi? When she said his comb, when she said his comb over was rather elaborate. (laughs) Yes, I was like, and she's just yeah, she's just. We do not have to say a word about how gorgeous Amy Adams is in any movie because. Everyone knows it. It's one of those taken for just things that is accepted in life. You had mentioned, uh, you seem to be, you mentioned the originality of this movie being giving you giving points in its direction. Why don't you to elaborate on that? It, 
it, I get tired. And again, I don't mean to dump on Lincoln again, but Lincoln is, again, if you've studied it, you know the story. And this is just people acting it out. And yeah. so you know it. You've And you've seen movie, you know what I mean? If you've seen court case dramas and stuff, you see the backroom dealing and stuff. It's kind of like, yeah, we get it. It's Abe Lincoln. He's a great guy. What's the message of the movie Lincoln? That Abe Lincoln was a great man. That's not interesting to me. That's We know this going in. And we know, you know, we know what happens at the end. This I liked, you didn't, you didn't know what was going to happen. You thought, okay, they're going to con this guy. And so you think the whole movie, you're just going to follow them just trying to con this guy. You don't know that Christian Bale is actually genuinely going to respect this guy. You don't know that he's not this sleazy politician who's just out to make a quick buck for himself. He actually cares about his constituents, which is extremely refreshing, especially in this day and age. (laughs) And you care about his family. And so at the end, when Irving goes to Jeremy Renner's house and he's like, look, I have to let you know what's been going on. And you know, and you really do feel like it's painful for him to do this. And Jeremy Renner realizing that, I mean, he's heartbroken and that's really touching. And the scene where um, Jeremy Renner's leaving and he's like, I don't want any part of this. And Christian Bale has to go out and kind of lure him back into the con. Right. How he does, he does, he relates more to Carmine than he does to the FBI guy. And it is satisfying watching Bradley Cooper not get what he wants. That he he isn't, that Bradley Cooper's, on the surface is, oh, you know, we have to get these bad politicians and all that. And you're like, bullshit. Because you just want to make a name for yourself. So again, it's the characters, the theme of the characters trying to be something other than they are. Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Bradley Cooper wants to be Mr. Hot Shot, Big Shot. Fine points all. But I have to, I, you know, I have to say, for uh, for me, uh, Ebert, Roger Ebert put it best. I don't care what a movie's about. I care how it's about it. And yes, Lincoln to the uh, the informed. It's it's old hat. It's old news. Whatever. It's about the, it's about it's about the Thirteenth Amendment. But just because it's about the Thirteenth Amendment, just because it's about something that uh, everyone knows about, doesn't mean it's it's boring or bad. Like it. No, no, all right, maybe it's boring to you for for other reasons, but the the content of it, because because it is something that is a widely known historical fact, should not be points against it, in my opinion, because I think it does what it does very well. American Hustle is it's a part of history that I did not know, and it does the job pretty okay. It's 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 still it's still interesting for different ways, but just because I have no, I never heard of the Ab scam scandal before this should not mean that oh suddenly this is this is much more important or uh, not important this is much more better is better than a film that is about this if 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 originality was what we wanted then hamlet would just stop being made but stop people winning. don't keep making Hamlet in the period costumes with everybody. What else do you want to make? Well, right. it's a well, it's you a Lincoln can make movie. It in a new, but you can true. But space at the Lincoln. same time, Ooh, space Lincoln. Sorry. Anyways, 
What? I was, I was saying Space Lincoln, but all right, continue. continue no, but but it should still bring something new to the table. It should still be a new look at Lincoln. Like maybe it really gets into his personal life, or maybe it focuses on his relationship with his wife, or maybe it's ab- about his wife, or this maybe was it's a new about look. Lincoln was a Stephen. new look to uh, for me about Lincoln. You, know, I only know Lincoln as the guy who was. You know he's on the he's on the penny he's on Mount Rushmore he, he did he did he did he did all he did all the thing and like it, I'm gr- it's great that but you I feel know. like with this the originality was something else another thing that I liked about the movie it's not the only reason I liked it I thought it was a great story I thought it was compelling I thought okay. the acting was great I thought the dialogue was great I thought the music was great I thought the costumes were great I thought it was well edited I thought it was well directed okay and comma it was an original story that wasn't like every other story it wasn't you know one of those post-apocalyptic movies where up everything's gone except for these people and how are they going to react to it those movies get very tiring after a while they all might have a different take but at the same time it's like we get it just like a long time ago with all the young adult books about vampires. You're like, I get it. Oh, they're at school. Oh, they're in love. Oh, he's a vampire. And it was more than just Twilight. But after a while, it was like, come on. Let us not, let us not take uh, something rare to always necessarily mean something good. Every movie should be as well made as American Hustle. But every movie should also have more, like, not to, which is not to say American Hustle does not have stuff going on. It is about reinvention. It is about how you reinvent yourself, and that's kind of the and American dream personal, you need. And maybe that's, a, maybe that's a personal connection that I made with the characters. I don't relate to anybody in Lincoln. It, it is. He seemed very... I found him I found him very... He did not seem like a regular I mean, I will admit it's my fault. Bringing up Lincoln a lot. You did. You got to focus on American Hustle. We're coming to the end now. So, 2013, Goodyear movies. American Hustle. Did it deserve Best Picture over 12 Years a Slave or other films that were nominated that year? I wouldn't put it over 12 Years a Slave because 12 Years a Slave, it's tough to have a really great, in my opinion, perfect movie win over an, in a capital I, important movie. It's never going to win. There is a movie that came out that year that I think should have won Best Picture, and it is not 12 Years a Slave, and it is not American Hustle. American Hustle is my favorite, personal favorite movie of that year, but there was another movie that year that came out that was just as slickly made, that was just as well acted, that was just as good as a look at American culture. I don't know if I Talk you about did. that. You, 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 you could say you could say. The Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. That movie kicked ass. That yes, that I would say is a better film than American Hustle. American Hustle's still my preferable one, but Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. It's it's should have won Best yeah. Director and it's, Best Picture and Best Actor. Oh, definitely Best Actor. Wolf of Wall Wolf. Street. American Hustle. Right. Uh, it felt. We, we we'd mentioned the David O. Russell kind of directs like Scorsese and American American Hustle is David O. Russell trying to do Scorsese and Wolf of Wall Street is Scorsese doing a basically American Hustle 
in every way more competently and better. I, you know, I, 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 I am admitting that I walked in knowing I'm probably not going to like American Hustle and walked away going, you know, that was fine. I am. You have to admit, it is a fun movie. It was. Though. It was. It was a fun movie. Little long at times. Yeah, uh, a little. A, li- a little over the top for some of the characters. J Law singing "Live and Let Die." I, I. I honestly, when I saw that scene, I wanted to take away her Oscar for "Silver Linings Playbook" or at least downgrade it to Best Supporting Actress. Could have been. I agree. Always, we'll, we'll we'll come back come back to that. And I and I love a good con movie. And this is a very good con movie. I there's something about like smooth, confident dudes, you know, robbing people blind right right up from under the noses. That is just it's there. It's a very cinematic trope because you can use the the tools and trade of cinema to fool the audience as well and I, th- I think a lot of people got fooled by this movie in the wrong way they're like what is everyone talking about why do they like this this is, a, this, is a, this is a fine movie and I respect that you like this movie so much I, I am glad that there are people out there who are, who are hustling for this film and that one of those people is you and then we got to have this conversation I would not have given this best picture 12 Years a Slave is, uh, is fine it's good uh, very important movie, as you say. This is a fun movie, uh, but we'll still give it to uh, Twelve Years. Twelve Years Slave, because if American Hustle had won Best Picture, you would never hear the end of it. People would be upset about it. They would, it, they would say like, "Remember when American Hustle won? It was like when Crash won." They're like, okay, okay it's not that. hang I know, on. I'm not. I'm saying film Twitter, Holds which we have, which we have buddy. decided is the worst this thing. This would not have been one of the worst best pictures ever. It would have been a, a it would have been, lo- been, lo- been low. Bottom fifty percent. Bottom fifty percent. Somewhere like right in the middle. Right in the middle. You're still picking Twelve Years a Slave as a best picture over The Wolf of Wall Street. Not over the no, uh, not over The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm saying between between Twelve Years a Slave and American Hustle, I'm going to pick. Okay. Twelve Years a Slave. Between Wolf of Wall Street and anything else that came out or was nominated that year, I'm picking Wolf of Wall Street because that's great. And we are talking about it next week. We had one for me with Lincoln, one for you for American Hustle. Now let's come together, celebrate (laughs) rampant capitalism as only America and Americans can do and talk about Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street... Uh, a movie that a 70-year-old director puts all 30-something-year-old directors to shame with next week on the podcast, finishing up our America F. Yeah series of America films. Amy Thomason, where can folks find you? A. Thomason 11 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, and in- the Facebook page. And speaking of the Facebook page, I have to give a shout-out. To the two people that responded with their favorite movie that Christian Bale is in, one was American Psycho, and the other being uh, the Amy Adams film uh, Man of Steel, being her best film. Want to give a shout out to our listeners there? At the oh end. yeah, no, Folks, d- definitely, I didn't forget definitely. about you. I love it. I love that you answer these little essay yes. questions, discussion you, questions. Yeah. I give Thank you. Thank you always for participating. Write us your thoughts on American Hustle. Who's right? Who's wrong? Is nobody right? Is nobody wrong? At OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com and find us on social media at OscarWatchPod. We love 
interacting with you folks. You make it possible. You give us drive to reinvent ourselves and keep making these episodes for you. Next week, Wolf of Wall Street. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I am so looking forward to That's gonna watching be this movie. It's gonna be both of us being fanboy and Yeah, fanboy. we're just gonna be like, ah! oh, and remember this other scene that the, like, it was like, great. And then, like and then this Farley. happened and then, and then Margot Robbie. I'm gonna talk about Margot Robbie for an hour. That's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm, just a, just a spoiler alert for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Oscar Watch Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you on the red carpet. It is like